Welcome to the Decades of Strength podcast. Four women born in four different decades on a mission to help you eat right, get strong, and feel confident in your body. We have all struggled with our body image and confidence at some point, which is why we came together to create this podcast, to remind you that no matter how old you are, you can do this. All you need is support and us, your four empowered besties, to help you crush it on your health and fitness journey. Join us each week for an episode packed on not just what to do, but how to actually do it. We share the crap that no one else talks about because you deserve to succeed and we love keeping it real. Whether you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, or beyond, we got you covered. From four badass women to another, know that we love you, we appreciate you, and you deserve to feel good in your body. Now let's dive in. Welcome back to another episode of the Decades of Strength podcast. On today's episode, I'm going to be your host, Sam Maltieri, and I have my amazing women with me, Sarah Duff, Kim Schlag, and Marcy Nevin. What's up, ladies? Hey. Hey, Hello, ladies. Hi, hi. What's going on with everyone? Uh, What is new in the life? What's something exciting that's been happening? What's something you're grateful for? Pick one of the above. Uh, Kim, let's go. <laughs> I just booked my family a little vacation to oh. replace my um, my very sad uh, 50th birthday party that got canceled. I was supposed to be cruising to Alaska next month oh. and that got canceled. And so I was like, I'm doing something. So I found us a cabin in the um, woods in Northern Pennsylvania. We're going up to the mountains and we're going to go hiking. I didn't even know it existed till this year. It's called the Grand Canyon of Pennsylvania, and it's a big canyon, and you can hike. If there's enough water, we can kayak, but there might not be enough water at this time, but we're going to go for the weekend for my 50th. Just booked it this week. I love that. I love how you just took like the, oh, I can't go on this trip to like, well, what can I do? That's epic. That's what I did. Doing something. Good. I'm excited for you, Kim. Uh, What about you, Sarah? Um... Well, there's nothing hugely exciting going on. Um, I am truly grateful that I am going to be hiring a car and going and seeing my youngest brother and my dad in the next like two weeks. So mm-hmm. I'm super excited to be able to do that and just kind of get out of London. Um, there is no update on entry into the US of A right mm-hmm. now. At the minute, it's still like, eh-eh. <laughs> so just, I'm um, just, crossing all my fingers and praying to the universe um but yeah that's kind of where I am at that's so exciting I just please continue to keep us updated on the saga because every week we're gonna be like <gasps> can we go in can we go in <laughs> yeah 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 no I don't you worry I, I will I sit like I don't as a rule really keep I I keep an eye on the news but I don't keep like I don't watch it every day and I'm not like you know always in and wanting to know everything that's going on but I will say that I am currently Googling every single, every single day updates on, can I enter the USA yet? No, <laughs> unless I become like a key worker or a, so I was thinking about retraining as a doctor or something and seeing that. <laughs> can you go back to being a flight attendant and just, you know, take well, a flight over? I know, because they actually, my friend, my couple of my friends have been just literally in the last few weeks have been in and out of the States. And I was like, Damn it. No, but I still I would not go back to that instance. Not even <laughs> you just gonna hop in a suitcase, like just be on their carry-on. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah, Sarah, can he come see you? 
He could, but then got to quarantine for two weeks when he comes here. Um, he actually, at the minute, still he works for someone, and then he would have to quarantine when he goes back to New York for another two weeks. It's just not. Oh. A, it's just not. Travel's just not as easy. Like obviously, we are all very fortunate in the fact that we can be flexible, so we can kind of travel and do whatever needs to be done. But people that are working for other people can't. So yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's practicing it's uh it's strengthening my patience muscle Let's that's a good way to look mm-hmm. at it sarah that's a good way to look at it yes it's exactly. like explosions when you guys do meet up though <laughs> <laughs> so i was gonna say maybe maybe quarantining for two weeks wouldn't be so bad yeah. no maybe maybe not i mean there's so many ways we could go with that joke but i think we were just leave that. <laughs> <laughs> let the listeners just figure out how they want to take it <laughs> anyways uh marcy anyway what are you grateful for what's exciting in your life right now you know what i'm grateful for right now some air conditioning because oh my I, i'm like not one to talk about the weather but let me just say it is miserable in California. I feel like I'm in the deep south. It's 9 a.m. and I am sweating profusely, even with air conditioning. Um, we've had like a heat wave of 107, 108 days oh. and mixed with humidity. And oh my gosh, it is just awful. So, Marcy, are you being yeah. affected by the rolling blackouts in California? Okay, so. No, I have not been at this moment. And I remember last year when there were tons of fires, I was affected for um, like a day or so. But then they said that there might be some over the next couple of days because so we had this 108 degree day, um, which was like the hottest California has been in probably years where I live, Northern California. And then that night, Saturday night, we had the craziest storm I have ever experienced. Like I woke up thinking that the world was ending. Um, so windy, like crazy thunder, um, rain, all of this. It was just like bizarre. So then the next day I was without internet pretty much all day, um, forced downtime, which was kind of nice. Uh, and then now we're just kind of waiting on the blackouts. Like, are they going to come? Are they not? But that is the proposed plan for right now. Wow. It's all going on. Yeah. So, so grateful for air conditioning, grateful for... Um, the new thing that I'm doing, I started this mindset certification course that's 12 weeks long. Um, the girl's name is Casey Jo Orvitas. So she is a, she has a PhD in psychology and she is putting on a mindset certification for basically fitness coaches, which I am in the second week of and really enjoying so far. So just something new to do. What are some of the topics covered, Marcy? You know, I haven't really gotten that far. So the first week was just kind of an introduction. Um, and this week we're learning about growth mindset versus fixed mindset. Cool. And awareness. Like the first week was really about like the, the importance of awareness and, you know, helping your clients just become aware of their habits, their patterns, their limiting beliefs, their negative self-talk, which is very fitting for today's topic. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's super cool. Um, I, I do follow her as well, and I really like her content. Um, I think I'm on her email list, and I love her emails. So that's exciting to keep us up to date on how that goes. What's going on in your life, Sam? What is going on? Um, 
Not really anything I would say, quote unquote, new, um, but my business mentorship is closing next Monday. It starts next Monday. Um, I have people inside so far, which is really exciting. Yeah. Um, so like a lot of wellness practitioners, um, some yogis, um, some people in mental health, like people that are just like wanting to step up and build business, build their business and have abundance. So, um, that's been really exciting to just like step into this next part of my story and help other people. Um, it's definitely scary, but it's, it's exciting. I'm really, really excited. So, um, that will be, that should be fun. And it kicks off on Monday. It's a six month thing. So yeah. Yeah. Um, but this week's episode, you guys, is actually about what Marcy was talking about, which is the concept of your language and how language matters. Your your thoughts, your beliefs all matter. And often a lot of the, the women that come to us just struggle with so much negative self-talk and doubt and fear and comparison and I can't do this or I won't do this or I shouldn't. And so we wanted to talk about the power of language and how to reframe and reshift your language so that you can show up in your life and get the results that you want. Um, so I wanted to start off with some stories about our own personal life where we have maybe maybe a, a recent realization of how our impacted how our language impacted our results um, and. I, I can start off with something that's been affecting me recently, and then maybe we can kind of go like round, round robin and share something. Um, but something for me recently was like late night snacking. I was catching myself in this loop of like eating dinner earlier than normal. And then like I would end up having a snack at night. And I was like, oh, it's so weird. I just like can't stop snacking. I don't really know what's going on. Um, and I said it for like a few weeks and I was doing a little journaling around it because I was like, I don't really want to be snacking at night. Like it's it's not out of hunger. It's more just like mindless, like bored, like do do do. And I realized that I had been saying I can't stop snacking. And so it started to becoming a self-fulfilling prophecy. And I started listening. My body started listening to my mind. And when I realized that, I'm like, oh, right. Okay. There it is. There's the belief. And so I started to create a counter belief to that. And it's crazy because every time I've said it, I've caught myself saying it. I'm like, oh God, no, I can. I very much can stop. Um, and so that was a recent loop for me that was kind of playing itself out on repeat. And when I changed the language, the results changed and I stopped snacking. Um, so that's my recent realization. I was like, oh, that's so cool how you can just start to change how you do things um, and really how powerful the mind is. Um, so Sarah, let's um, start with you. I would love to hear um, maybe a language shift that you've noticed recently that's changed some of the results in your life. Yeah, so I really focused in a few months ago about how much I was using the I should language. Mm -hmm. I should be doing this, I shouldn't be doing this. And um, I can't remember, it was something I read and I was like, oh my God, I do all that, I use that a lot. And what it was doing was meaning that I was kind of making myself feel kind of a little bit ashamed because I was setting this expectation of what I should and shouldn't be doing 
rather than looking at things and <clears throat> setting intentions and saying, I am going to do this. So I was kind of like holding myself back because I was spending more time feeling crappy about what I hadn't actually done because then I was like, oh no, but I should have done that. And it was just, it was just this like cycle of like me shaming myself and living up to expectations which were not reality. And the only person's expectations that they were were actually my own. And it was looking kind of at, um, it was kind of almost looking at what other people were doing. So it was then going into the comparison thing and looking at other people and going, okay, but yeah, but they're doing that. So I should be doing that as well. And then, so it was just this whole like spiral of like, whoa, we need to, we need to really rein this in. So I kind of like hit, hit the journal not literally hit the journal, but took a pen and actually started writing in it, just beating my journal up. Um, and just kind of set the intention that I was going to really try to stop using that. So I kind of, but rather than like when I do use it, because when you've been, when you've kind of been using a phrase or setting this kind of like language up in your head, it's not easy to just like break it. Yeah. And sometimes when you're in the process of trying to actually change it, you can get very judgmental with yourself and very like, oh my God, you just said it again. What is wrong with you? You shouldn't have said that. And it can then just end up in this other like ridiculous, ridiculous spiral. So it's just for me now, when I hear myself say it, I acknowledge it and just kind of question into it. You know, is that true? I've just told myself I should be doing that, but is that actually true? Is it something that I want to be doing? Is it is it my reality now? And just so just being really more aware and more conscious of when I'm using it. And the other thing is not not using it in relation to other people. So when I'm in when I'm in conversation, so give, you know when you end up like having a conversation with someone and you're like, oh, maybe you should try that so I've been trying to not do that as well because then that's almost the same thing but in reverse and in, in someone else so that has been my kind of most recent language I mean language is, is a, something that intrigues me it's just a how powerful it is and it's something I'm very in on with all my clients and um, so yeah that's kind of been my recent experience yeah I can so relate um just the the shame actually is like the thing that keeps you like stuck in that gross place yeah. Because you feel bad about the thing that you're doing and the feeling bad about it is the thing that prevents you from taking action to change. And when I heard that like shame is the, like the shame is just, there's no like point in shame. Like there's no like benefit. It's like, let go of the shame and the guilt. Like there's no benefit. It doesn't serve you in any way. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. So I'm just not going to feel bad about anything. If I'm going to snack at night, I'm going to fucking own it. I did it. I snacked. Cool. Next, I'm going to move on. And it starts to like take off some of the emotional heaviness and like weight around the the thing. And then you can just like stop doing it. (laughs) It's so, it's so cool. Um, But thank you so much for sharing that, Sarah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Kim, you look like you can relate. (laughs) You were like not in your head the whole time. You're like, yeah. (laughs) So I, what Sarah was talking about, I call it shooting all over yourself. Stop shooting all over yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. we all do it until we realize it and then we can help ourselves stop it right so it's what i find super interesting about the power of language and words is that we're all really aware of it in many ways like no one would deny like you can hear a song and the lyrics can just like oh you know they can just get you right 
or you watch a movie or read a book and we're just so aware of how powerful they are. But in our own lives, in our own head, the things we say about ourselves, so many people are completely in the dark about the power those words have, yet we can recognize it out there in the world. Mm -hmm. And so really like recognizing like, okay, how I speak to myself, whether I'm actually saying the things or just in my head saying the things is so important. So I'll share with you guys one of mine, and it's actually going to share a little bit of news with you as, as I do this. Um, we define ourselves so often with like, I am or I am not, right? I am a disorganized person, or I am an emotional eater, or I am not a runner. And that is what I've told myself my whole life. I am not a runner. I'm not. I'm not a runner. And I have a friend, I don't know if you guys follow Little List Fitness, Alyssa Olenek, brilliant, brilliant woman. She's getting her PhD. She's always talking about this in her story. She's a power lifter and a runner. And she's always talking about how people are like, stop saying you're not a runner. I'm like, but I'm not. And I would just kind of say this in my head. And I caught myself, I don't know, the beginning of the summer. And I'm like, you know what? I became a power lifter at 45. Maybe I'll become a runner at 50. And so... I have decided to stop saying I'm not a runner. And for my 50th birthday, I'm going to buy her indoor ebook, which is you can start from the very beginning. Like, I do not run. I'm going to stop saying I'm not a runner. I'm currently a person who has not run. And I am going to start running. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. Because, you know, I, and I could for the rest of my life keep telling people I'm not a runner, or I could say, like, you know what? I'm a person who's practicing running. Look at me. Mm -hmm. 100%. So Kim, are you going to do, that's amazing by the way, because I definitely say I'm not a runner all the time. <laughs> like I'm a walker. I'm not a runner. Yeah. <laughs> but um, are you going to do a race or? You know what? Yeah, I'm not going to set any expectations on myself. I'm going to start and I'm going to see how it goes. And you know, I've heard her talk. She's like, you, you've set yourself up for failure in the past and you try and go too fast and too far. So I'm just going to really start and I'm going to go slow and I'm going to follow the program and mix it in with my lifting that I love. And I'm just going to see, maybe, maybe I'll, you know, maybe I'll run something. Maybe I'll run something short. Maybe I'll run something long. I don't know. We I shall see. That, Kim. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, when you come and visit Boston, you can come here. I've been doing some trail running and that is a very new thing for me as well. So I am right there with you. I literally said the other day, like I have never been a runner, but I am starting to just run. <laughs> oh so, yeah see and I really like the I like that idea a lot Sam because I love being out in the woods and stuff like that that greatly appeals to me yeah so yeah we can do that together buddies yay <laughs> so exciting dude um yeah and I think like we can touch upon this too and then we can we can hop over to Marcy but it's like the concept of attachment styles right like if we attach <laughs> We attach to the identity. Like, what happens if you identify yourself as a power lifter and then you get injured and you can't power lift? You feel like your world is crumbling, and so it's like such a such a powerful reframe to think about like all of the ways in which we are attached to things outside of us and how they're just things we do or things we try and they don't make us who we are we just participate in them and I think for me I've recently had a lot of I've been doing a lot of attachment work um, with my clients as well and like separating yourself from the thing and being like cool right running is a thing I do it doesn't make me who I am or vice versa um, yeah so that's that's an epic um 50th birthday goal and I'm excited to see you and your instead of your sparkly Uggs you're gonna have like sparkly <laughs> running shoes oh yeah that's a good idea we shall see <laughs> that's awesome um Marcy let's head over to you 
so it's so interesting about this whole running thing because I was like, oh, I'm not a runner. And in college, I was a runner. Like I loved to run. I ran pretty much every day. I mean, I don't know, four or five miles at a time, which for me was a lot back then. Uh, and then for whatever reason, I got out of it. So it's like, why would I continue to tell myself that I'm not a runner? I don't enjoy running at this point, but I have evidence in the past of where I was a runner. So why can I not be that now? You know? Yeah. And so that's kind of interesting, but I don't know. I mean, it's interesting too, because I had been kind of like getting this itch not to like do a half marathon or anything crazy like that, but just, yeah, practicing a little bit running because it's that thing that I know would get me out of my comfort zone. I feel like with my fitness, I've been a little bit too comfortable. Like my weight training is still pretty challenging and I push myself there, but I'm like, what is that next thing that I can, that's like not business related. That's not, you know, anything like that, but that is just like completely different than anything that I have been used to lately. So yeah. I don't know, Kim. Maybe I think I, I just found myself a running buddy. We will be chatting later, Marcy. We can do this together. <laughs> um, uh, well, okay. Well, yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk. But, um, <laughs> oh my God. That was so my God. such a, mm, a yeah. <laughs> What have I gotten myself into? Um, anyway, so let's see. Like the language, this is something that I've been. Uh, kind of like practicing for a couple of years now because I wrote, wrote, I read a book a few years ago called Conscious Language, which really opened my eyes to, yeah, how important your words are. Uh, I should have gotten that book out for this conversation, but maybe I'll bring it out for our next talk. But yeah, I know words are so powerful and I am going to go like a little bit of a different way with this because there have been many things that I say to myself, you know, I'm not a runner. I'm not good with technology. I'm not creative, like, you know, yada, yada. But I think what I've been feeling for a long time is in order to be successful, like I have to work really hard and I have to be exhausted and overwhelmed and like never take a day off. And that was it's been like that for years. Like I have worked, you know, six, seven days a week for as long as I can remember. And I think that was part of like a low self-worth issue where I thought I had to prove myself. And really just over the past, I would say two months, choosing to what I call like, let it be easy. I know this is something that Sam and I have talked about a couple of times, um, you know, like things can be easy. And the more you tell yourself that, like the more it just kind of takes the pressure and the sense of urgency off of getting the thing. Um, and that's been really helpful. And so I think just changing the way that I feel overall. So rather than being in this, I don't want to call it a scarcity mindset necessarily, but just this kind of like overwhelmed mindset of having to do all the things and having to have it happen right now, just kind of taking a step back, slowing down. And like we said, practicing that non-attachment to the outcome, but getting into the feeling of what I have, what, what I want has already been like manifested, so to speak. So if I had the thing that I wanted, 
how would I feel? How would I be talking to myself? How would I be showing up? And then taking action from that place. And it has been like transformative just in terms of what I have been attracting into my life and then the way that I feel as a result. So it's like, you know, you can shift your thinking, your patterning, your, you know, energy at any moment, which is very powerful. Yes, totally. I can so relate to that. Um, and I think for me, I was for sure caught in that same pattern, Marcia, of like the, um, the burnt out overwhelm, like it had to be hard. And it, I think truthfully for me, the belief came from um, watching my parents grow up both as entrepreneurs and their beliefs about success, like making it hard. Like I just saw them working 24 seven. Um, they were always grinding. It always was hard. Like, and I thought that's what it was. And I just didn't know there was another way. Um, and it wasn't until like, uh, I guess it wasn't until I joined my business mastermind that I saw that like there was other people doing what I was doing, working way less, waking, making way more, serving way more clients. And it didn't suck their life out of them. And I was like, I want that because I'm working 16 hour days right now and this is not okay. Um, so I think it's like also about seeing what's possible, like in, in just when you don't know that it, life can be any different, it can feel so easy to be stuck. I don't know if you guys can relate to that, but it's like, you don't know what's possible for your life. Like, why would you ever think it's possible? <laughs> so it's like having those expanders, um, like we like to call them, like people that are where you want to be so that you can see that it's possible for you as well. Um, so I would love to kind of turn the conversation to what are some of the beliefs that your clients experience uh, that come to you saying, what are some of the things that you hear from your clients or hear in your DMs that you're like, that's just not true. Like, no way, girl. Um, I would love to, to kind of just go around Robin and share, and maybe we can all relate. I'm sure we probably get a lot of the same stuff. Um, Kim, we can start with you. So a big one that I hear a lot are the words I'll try whenever mm -hmm. we're discussing something. And those are not good words because you need to make a decision. You're going to do something or you're not going to do something. And it doesn't mean every idea you have, you have to do it, but making a clear decision, this is what I'm going to do. This is the plan or that's not going to work for me. And I'm going to have this other plan, but getting an idea and being like, well, I'm going to try. It's really um, demotivating, um, disempowering, unempowering, whatever the word is, right? Because we're, we're not sure if we can do it. So pick something you're sure you can do even if it's a stretch and do it. I am doing this, not I am trying this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. And then your like your body will catch up. Like I'm yeah. working right now, like in terms of um, like I want to pay off all my student loans. And so like right now I don't have all the money to do that, but I'm like, I am paying off my student loans. Yeah, you're not trying to, you're doing yeah, it. Doing and it. even if you're chunking that, right? And so it doesn't mean like you're getting whatever the full amount is today, but you are actively doing that. And then you set the small chunks and whatever it is, if somebody's trying to lose weight and they are going to hit their protein goal, I'm not trying to hit my protein goal. I'm hitting my protein goal. And maybe that means I start with a smaller goal to hit that one, right? I'm doing this. Yeah, like acting as if. I love mm -hmm. that, like the acting as if it already happened and then thinking about how, what are the steps to get you there? And it helps you just reframe. Yeah. Okay, I don't have to have the end goal right now, but I have to act as if. Yeah, and, and not in a fakey fake way like some people might think, like acting as if, but literally you act your way there by choosing actions you can actually do. Yeah, mm -hmm. oh, I love that. Mm -hmm. uh, what about you, Sarah? 
Um, I would say the whole struggle story. Everything is such, I, I just struggle all of the time. Everything is so hard for me. I'm struggling with this, I'm struggling with that. And it's just like, if you keep telling yourself, I am struggling, I am struggling, then you will continue to struggle, struggle, struggle because you're not, you're not then stepping out of it and looking for a solution. You're just keeping yourself stuck in that story of I'm just meant to struggle. And like that right there, the belief that things can't be different is self-sabotage at its best because it's you just surrendering to, okay, this is a struggle and that's just the, that's just the way that it is. Um, and it's similar to the I'll try thing, it's about going, okay, this is hard, but I am curious and open to seeing what happens if I find one thing that I can do, which is a positive step towards you know helping me achieve this and something different to what I've done before you're not just going to keep going going in and doing the same thing over and over again so you know and expecting a different outcome and just really like when you hear that story this is a struggle I am struggling just catching yourself and switching it to something about you know okay yeah this is hard I can do hard things like I know I can and just taking small steps just to like detach from that as being your like life story. Yeah. Oh my God. Wow, Sarah, that's powerful. I don't know if I've ever heard anybody say that quite like that before. I love the idea of taking a struggle and like, instead of saying I'm struggling, you know, I'm looking for solutions. Like people say that, I say that all the time, like I'm struggling with whatever, but instead of saying I'm struggling, maybe like a better way to say it is like, I'm working through this, like really stop focusing on the struggle, yeah. right? Like it is hard. This is a hard thing. And here's what I'm doing. That's important. Yeah. 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 I think, uh, Sarah, what you just touched upon is the biggest thing I've learned in my relationship with Kurt, actually, yeah. because he focuses on solutions, not the problem. Mm-hmm. When we started dating, I was like, holy shit. Like that was a whole nother, like, you know, almost two years or a year and a half ago at this point, I remember being like, wow, he just like takes initiative. And I do that with some things in my life, but there's all, there's things that I don't do that with. I very much, I'm like, well, I'll just deal with it. Right. I'll just figure it out, whatever. And I don't figure it out. And it's like little things down to like, we had a broken window and he, instead of complaining about it or being like, eh, it's whatever. He went out and found a thing to fix the window. And I was like, he came home and he had the thing and I hadn't even had a conversation about it. He just took the initiative and I'm like, oh my God, yes, you are helping me heal that part of myself. Like 100%, just taking total ownership of every fucking problem or everything in the, in my life that I don't like and changing it and like getting out of that victim mode and spending your energy, finding solutions, mm-hmm. asking for help not playing victim, focusing on the problem. Oh my gosh, we all have freaking problems. You know, like there's always things. You're always going to have things you're working on. But if you just focus on that, it gets bigger. It gets, it expands. So shifting the focus to the solution or how to get help, which usually is asking for help. Um, and that's when you, that's where the answers are. The answer is not <laughs> on the struggle. So thank yeah. you so much for sharing that. It's super powerful, Sarah. I love it. Um, Marcy, let's turn it over to you. Yeah, I love what everybody said. And the, the it's hard thing is the most frustrating for me. And I had a client yesterday send me this text message because, you know, she's so frustrated that she feels like she's working so hard yet is still not making the progress that she wants, which 
is kind of a lie in itself because she has made progress. You know, like she looks better, she feels better, her clothes are fitting better, but the scale is not budging or has not budged for a while. Um, and she just sent me this like literally like exasperated text message about, I'm so frustrated. I'm trying so hard. I'm exhausted, you know, and I'm like, well, you're going to continue to feel like that if that is the story that you keep telling yourself. So yeah, the words that we say to ourselves matter. And just saying that puts you in a different energetic space. So I think that when you can catch yourself and then reframe it kind of like Sarah did or reframe it any way that you want, it just, it takes that power away from those words and it shifts the energy and you just feel a little bit lighter if that mm -hmm. makes sense mm -hmm. um and you know what i had to tell this woman is you know it will keep being hard if you say it is hard like i'm not saying that you know for her weight loss is easy you know it takes years of or excuse me it takes undoing years of patterning, conditioning, you know, thought processes around your, your life in order to make these improvements. So like, yeah, that's not easy, but it's going to be harder if you focus on the fact that it's hard. And I was like, and compared to the other things that you have done in your life, like this is easy. <laughs> you know, you graduated from a very rigorous college with a demanding um, major, so to speak, you built a business, you birthed and raised three kids, you know, like tracking your macros should not be that hard. So kind of reframing just what you're doing right now. And then looking for evidence of where in your life you have done hard things. Like that's what I've been telling a lot of people right now. It's just, you know, it may feel challenging, but look for, the other areas of in your life that were challenging and that you overcame and now you have success in that area. Um, so that's one thing. And then another, when you guys were talking about the, the, um, like I'll try, it just brought back memories of my powerlifting coach a couple of years ago. He used to be on my case or he was on my case for that all the time. And he's like, I'll try, I'll try. He would always mock me because that's what I would say. And then the other thing he would get on me about, which was funny because I had no awareness that I was doing this until he pointed it out was, yeah, but. So he would encourage me to do something or suggest something. And I would immediately go to the, yeah, but, you know, yeah, but I can't because of this. Yeah, but, you know, that. And I was, or I was limiting myself from the get-go without even attempting to try. It was just, yeah, that limiting belief, that story that I was telling myself, and I was completely closed off to the solution or to trying something a different way because I already had that belief about myself. And like a lot of it came down to my, my autoimmune disease. Like, oh, I can't train in this way because I have this condition and you know I can't push myself that intensely. And it was very... Is very limiting. So that's another thing that I think people that I hear a lot from people that um, I try to just get them to be more aware of. Yeah, totally. I think it's like a conversation about shifting your language from uh, yes, but to yes, and yeah, right? like validating the feelings <laughs> like for your clients that are frustrated. It's very normal. And it's like very real to be frustrated. And that's 
like validating them and being like, it's okay. Like I can imagine how frustrated you are if the scale isn't moving. Like it sucks. It does. It sucks. It's hard when you're putting in all this work and we can do whatever, or we can think whatever. And it's like validating them and giving them a solution is the way that I feel like your client or like us as humans can move past because like when our experience gets denied when we're like well just suck it up like you shouldn't be frustrated it makes it worse it turns into like but I just want to be frustrated like let me be frustrated so I think a powerful thing for me has been language around emotion in validating that the thing is hard right like it sucks it's frustrating it's whatever and not taking um not letting that emotion take your power over like taking your power back and being like okay it fucking sucks and i'm gonna sit in this suckiness and then i'm gonna get out of it and do the thing or do whatever um and i think that has really helped me and a lot of my clients is like understanding that like there's a like being a human is hard like being on this planet is hard and also we can do hard shit (laughs) and so it's like the instead of the butt it's or the or it's the it's the and conversation mm-hmm. and I think that has been a huge thing for me is like just there's so many ands like it's Love hard that. and frustrating and I'm grateful for my experience and it sucks and <laughs> like there's so much there's so many things um so I don't know if you guys can relate to that but 100% uh, amen I can <clears throat> 100% um so Let's, I would love to wrap things up, but before we do, maybe just going around one last time and sharing a positive way to reframe a limiting belief. Um, uh, you know, one of your, one of the limiting beliefs that you hear or that you've said and how you've changed the language. So like, for example, you Marcy said like, um, you know, it's hard and being like, it's hard and I can still do hard stuff. Um, so I would love to hear just like a limiting belief and how you can change it to a more empowered belief. Um, Kim, let's, let's start with you. I had something to say, but now I'm wondering if I said this last week, if I start saying this and you're guys, you're like, you already told that story, Kim, tell me and I'll tell a different story. All right, cool. Uh, when I have clients talking to me about lifting, it's really common that people are like, my left arm is like, just not so strong. I can't lift with this one or like my left leg or my right arm. Everyone has these ideas. And the way I have people speak about their bodies is I have a strong arm and I have a stronger arm. Like we don't have a strong arm and a weaker arm. Love that. Because you're, they're both strong. One just happens to be stronger. And it really helps because otherwise we walk around thinking like, yeah, I can't because this arm is my weak arm. You don't have a weak arm. You have a strong arm. You have a stronger arm. You have a strong leg. You have a stronger leg. That's so powerful. Yeah, I love that. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing. Uh, Sarah? Um, I might need to take, my mind's going really blank. Can you come back to me in a second? <laughs> I like my mind. Can you, can you share what, what you say to your clients when they um, use the word should or how you respond when you catch yourself using the yeah. word? So if I catch, well, either my clients or myself, saying I should I always just stop in the moment and say is that true mm-hmm. and that is literally it. you don't need to say it any more than that because just answering that question right there is literally just like you can add it'll be a yes or a no is that true yes is it no? yep. and then that allows you to then decide what you 
are going to do next. Yeah. I love that. It's so simple and really powerful because deep down you'll know. Yeah, exactly. We've all got the answers. Just sometimes we're hiding behind the reality because the reality is sometimes scary, hard, and we don't want to face it. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Marcy, what about you? I think I'm just going to go with what I said earlier about shifting the belief of, you know, this is hard to, I can do hard things and I have done hard things in the past. So just really making sure people realize like what they have done before and that they can translate that to any other experience in their life. Everybody else has already said such good stuff. So (laughs) I know that's how I feel. I'm like, uh, what's my thing? I think I'm going to kind of play off of Sarah because I use a very similar, um, like short little thing, which is, um, is that my truth with a capital T? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, it could be truth for somebody else. Um, maybe, uh, but it's like making it mean something to you. Like, is that my truth? Like, do I believe that? And it kind of helps reframe and turn inwards. Um, so yeah, strong arm, stronger arm. Is that true? Is that my truth? I can do hard things. And certainly when you guys change your language and you start to be more aware of how you want yourself and how you hold yourself back, it is insane what is possible for you because there's nothing that's not. Um, so we hope that you enjoyed this episode. This has been amazing. Thank you guys so much for sharing your experiences, your clients' experiences. If this was helpful, find us on the gram, tag us, um, respond. We love you so much. Uh, and we will catch you on the next episode. Bye guys. Bye. Bye. All right, that wraps up another episode of the Decades of Strength podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. We know that life is crazy and time is precious, and we really do appreciate you spending your time with us. If you love this podcast, please subscribe, review, and rate it on iTunes. Tag us in your stories on Instagram. Send this to your friends. Please, please, please just tell everyone about it. We are determined to have the biggest and the most inclusive community of women sitting at the picnic table together. We love you, we appreciate you, and we can't wait to hear what you think of this week's episode. Four women, one mission. We are the Decades of Strength. Sam, Marcy, Sarah, and Kim. Catch you right back here for our next episode.